Eat, drink, smoke. Tony Katz, so good to be with you. Fingers Malloy is here, coming live from Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana. Brought to you by Backbone Bourbon. Spectacular bourbon that has to be in your liquor cabinet. The bourbon, the gin, the rye. So you got the Backbone Uncut and the Backbone Prime. We're talking about uh, the, the Prime. That's just 104 proof. Pansy compared to the barrel strength, which gets to about 117 proof, the uncut. They're really both just absolutely fantastic bourbons. Those, I mean, for people who really appreciate, get into, and are going to sip the bourbon. If you're going to mix it with something, don't use backbone. If you're going to be doing shots, don't do backbone. If you're a person who has some respect for yourself, you should do backbone bourbon. Immediately, if not sooner, and should be in your liquor cabinet, backbonebourbon.com. Now, of course, it's here in my beloved Indiana, but you can find it uh, anywhere. Just ask for it by name, and then check out the rye. The Backbone Bourbon rye, the X-Ray rye, and the Bone Snapper rye, so absolutely, positively fantastic. You're going to love it. You're, I am such a massive fan of, of of the rye of what they do it's bone snapper rye it's I, neat i don't care if it's chilled that's how good it is and if you listen to this podcast at all we eat the fine food drink the fine bourbon smoke the fine cigars you know i i usually like things with a little chill in it a little water to open it up bring down that temperature just a touch. no 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 with the bone snapper rye you don't need it bone snapper rye you don't need it at all this is backbone bourbon you got to check it out for yourself backbonebourbon.com now, we were talking last week, Fingers, about the Joker. Yes. And everybody was getting on the case of, of the Joker, the, the, the movie, right? Uh, Joaquin, is it Joaquin Phoenix? Is that how you pronounce his name? Yes. Todd Phillips is, is, is the director. Opening weekend, that movie did $93.5 million, biggest opening in October ever. And then the follow-up weekend, it does over $50 million. It only dropped 45%. It's still beating the other things out there. And by a large, large sum, this movie has done over half a billion dollars worldwide in 12 days. So clearly, the only question to ask is, when did we all become homicidal maniacs and how soon before the purge? Well, it's performing much better than Porky's 3 did, that's for sure. That was a classic. That was, can we just put a little something? <laughs> but, something for Porky's 3. Uh, but, we miss you, meat. Right? Going out for meat. See, Dad? No, it should be. Praise be his name. <laughs> uh, listen, <laughs> CNN has a real boner for that movie. It's weird. I mean, it seems like there's a hit piece coming out on CNN every other day. I think I sent one to you last week uh, where they were worried that the Joker was going to inspire uh, white males to go out and create, uh, uh, you know, uh, Acts of violence. Acts of violence. It was going to spur white people, uh, white males, into going out and shooting up. Places. Have you been following the story? Literally breaking as as we've been recording. So there is this event that happens in Florida. It's a conference. It happened at Trump Doral, and it's people who are pro-Trump, and it's down in Miami. And the way the story got reported, they showed a video of Trump executing members of the press. Whoa! Whoa! What? There's a movie called The Kingsman, and in the movie, the character, who is, uh, I forget the name of the act, Colin Firth, he's brainwashed, whatever it is, and he's in a church. Next thing you know, he just starts shooting everybody in the church, and everybody is killing everybody. It's crazy. Someone made a video where the Colin Firth character has a Trump face, and a bunch of the other people in the church, it's, 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 it's MSNBC's logo, it's CNN's logo, it's Hillary Clinton, it's Barack Obama, and Trump goes about killing all these people. The way the story originally got reported was, look what they're showing at this pro-Trump event. My goodness, this is an attack on the media once again. No wonder people are coming after the media. He's invoking this violence. He wants this violence. Turns out the, the, the video was showed in some side thing having nothing to do with the producers, nothing to do with the creators of the, of the conference, nothing to do with those putting it on. You already have everybody who was there condemning this video. The White House condemned this video. And it wasn't sanctioned by anybody. And now I'm trying to figure out who made the video. Because I don't even know if it was a Trump supporter who made the damn thing. Oh, you're going to find out because that person's life will most likely be destroyed. The, now the, the media will find out who it was. They will 
print his or her name everywhere, and there will be 10 reporters outside the, the front door of that person's house. The video itself is stupid. Yeah. It's not funny. It's not interesting. It's ridiculously daft. But people get to make videos. I, I'm not in the anti-free speech business. I'm in the pro-free speech business. But part of being in the free speech business, like we all should be, is that sometimes, man, you suck. And I hate people who think they're funny when they're not funny. They're the worst people in the world. Someone thought this video was a good idea, but I'm not so convinced that it isn't. We're not going to find out. It's like somebody who's on like a Bernie bro. It's like, oh, you got to check out my video and lied about who they are. Well, and on top of that, okay, wasn't sanctioned by the conference, like you said, uh, wasn't endorsed by the, the hotel or, or the Trump administration, obviously. Uh, I don't understand how anyone at the conference would be like, hey, check this video out. Isn't it great? It's right. stupid. It is. Did you see it? Yes, I it, did. I, what, what am I supposed to do with this thing? It was a play on, you know, there was that video that came out, what, a year and a half ago of the CNN uh, WWE. The thing. difference is that video is funny. Yeah. Right? There's a difference. That video where it's Trump in his wrestling days and it's <laughs> in his wrestling days. That's right. Said that about the president of the United States. Um, and it's and it's I guess Vince McMahon and they put a CNN logo over Vince McMahon's face and it's Trump basically body slamming him. That's funny. It's not somebody shooting up the place, which isn't funny. It's just not. But the fact that they can do it is different from whether or not they should. And I will say this again. Stupid video. No one should be cheering this content on because it's stupid and it's not funny. Having said that, I'm really sick and tired of the corporate media. As our friend Sarah Smith likes to call it, the corporate media. Uh, pushing something like this. Nobody would have seen this video. Now it is, it's gone viral. And I see this video going viral. You know what I didn't see go viral on uh, the major uh, news networks? The violence that went out on outside of a Trump rally in Minneapolis. Minneapolis where, once again, Trump supporters can't leave a rally without worrying about being attacked. I saw a man in his 50s or 60s get attacked. I saw a girl in her 20s get punched in the face. They stole hats. Make America Great Again hats. And then they had a bonfire about them. Then they had a, with them. They had a bonfire with the property that they stole. Nobody got arrested. No, no, no. The violence is real and there is tremendous violence on the political left. That's what makes this video so incredibly dumb. It was made by anybody on the right why would you give them ammunition? Which is the funny use of the word in this context, <laughs> right? Well, why would you do it? That's why I'm questioning. And there's, you know, there's not a conspiratorial bone in my body. Right. I, there, I, there's never a moment where I buy into the conspiracy theory. But haven't we seen enough? We're taking a step back and asking the question and, look, and waiting to find out who made this is the right move. Haven't we seen enough where they claim this, that, and the other, and, they, and it never comes true? They always tell us what was involved in the shooting, and then three days later, we're like, oh, no, 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 that whole story was a total bunch of bunk in no way related to reality. Well, did you see the, the closing credits where it said directed by Jesse Smollett? Did you I, see that? I missed it. You missed it? I missed it. Let's get to the bourbon. Now, today I'm not drinking. What? Dude, I do not know it's with my stomach at all. I'm, I ordered the, the charcuterie, and I said, just cheese, please. Just cheese. I need whatever. Whatever will bind it's me binding. up. Binding. Oh, wow. Right? They were out of bananas. So I basically got more cheese suddenly, is what happened here. Suddenly we're doing the podcast from a retirement home in Boca Raton. Honestly, I could use a nap like Dylan's business. If we could do it from a retirement home in Boca, <laughs> book that. I will do that. Uh, but so it's only fingers today doing the bourbon. This right here is the Weller Antique. It's the original 107 weeded bourbon. Now, this comes from the, bu the Buffalo Trace people. That's Sazerac. This is out of uh, Kentucky right here. The proof, 107. <laughs> Fingers, Malloy. Uh, this, this is, well, this is uh, the stuff right here. Do you want to uh, smell it at least? I'll, t I'll take, a, I'll take, take a, a hit of the nose right here. Let me see what I can get. All right, it's a touch medicinal. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a touch. <laughs> Actually, it's sweeter than I thought it would be. Um. All right, so there's a. I'm going to argue that there is a a good bit of citrus mm -hmm. going going on there. There's a touch of flowers going on there. It's almost like a floral. 
uh, scent. I'm curious if you're going to get uh, vanilla when you get into that, but I don't know what the weed is going to bring you. So you, we, we do it always the same way here at Eat, Drink, Smoke, which you can get on iTunes. You should subscribe to Eat, Drink, Smoke on iTunes and leave a five-star review and write a review. Um, this is, We do it neat. And then, if, if need be, we move it to a cube, which they didn't even bring it, man. Oh, yeah. Like, no, oh, no. yeah, they did. Oh, they did? I didn't oh, see yeah, it. All, all right. Yeah. Cubes right there. So, fingers and are, are, are you ready? Uh, you're, already, you're already dumping out the melted well, water as in case you, you got to go. As you know, I like mine chilled, so right. I'm not usually a neat guy. Right. <laughs> like your lovers. Um, are you ready? You smelling? It is, it is medicinal. It is medicinal, but it's got a touch of flour on there. A little tarragon? No. No. <laughs> no? No tarragon? <laughs> Please, No. Right. Please, God, say no. All right, there he goes. He is sipping. He is sipping. 107 proof, so it's got some alcohol content right there. All right, Fingers Malloy. What do you think? Citrusy. Nice little burn on the tongue. Sting Let's or a burn? Sting. Okay. You're right. It's a sting. Uh, but does not go down into the esophagus. Warms you up. Uh, not a bad aftertaste. The citrusy notes are there. Maybe a tad vanilla. Uh, I don't know what the price of this is per bottle, but I say winner, winner, chicken dinner on this one. Uh, this is $9,000. Mm. Nine thousand. No, uh, this, the Antique 107, um, about 30 bucks a bottle. I would have it in my liquor cabinet. Would you really? Yes. But you went right to the cube. You didn't even waste time. Well, that's because, I, like I said, I like it chilled. Right. Uh, so I'll be interested to see if... It's less citrusy on the cube, but uh, definitely it will let you know when it hits the palate because, right. well, you know, what, 106 proof, you said? 107. 107 proof. Listen, right. Weller does absolutely excellent stuff, and, and of course, a blend, whether it's Nashville, Houston, Pittsburgh, or right here in Indianapolis, uh, they've got it. They've got it for you in, in all sorts of ways. Absolutely. This is a winner. But I want to go back to, to the Joker because this movie doing so well. It's as if there were organizations out there desperate for it to fail. They didn't want it to work. They didn't want it to happen. Or I'm thinking of it wrong, and really we're getting into kind of the ugly. They wanted violence. They wanted people to go out there. And I don't know what to do with that. I don't know what to do with a society where we think that media actually wants to incite violence. Do you, That's, do you agree with Trump that the media is the enemy of the people? Um, I, I, in, in total, no. At times, do they act it? Yes. I think it's, it, it has to be parsed. And I think that's the way he's doing it, right? He's not doing it as a blanket statement. But rather, if you, if you have people who gladly, gleefully move agenda even when it goes against all of their, um, all of their uh, journalistic so, quote-unquote integrity. For example, ABC News, they ran on World News Tonight and Good Morning America footage of bombings taking place in northern Syria. And the bombs are exploding, and oh my gosh, we left northern Syria. Look what we've done to the Kurds. Look what we... The video comes from 2017 off of YouTube of a military exercise in Kentucky. <laughs> this is ABC News, man. ABC News didn't check, double check, and recheck. This is the network of Brian Ross, who lied about the Tea Party and lost his job. He lied about the Tea Party, engaged in an act of violence in a, in a shooting, lost his job. The, uh, Goldstone, I think, is their news guy over there. He has yelled at these people before about getting the story straight. Nobody checked, hey, where'd this come from? Hey, let's double check where this came from. Let's triple check. What's their systems? You this, this whole story about Turkey and the Kurds, just to give it a bit of context, Trump decided we're going to pull out of northern Syria. Now, it's not an actual pullout. It's actually a moving of 50 troops. There weren't many troops in northern Syria. I think it was like 1,200 total in Syria, but that was enough to allow Turkey to come into northern Syria. The Kurds in Syria have been helping us deal with ISIS, and they've actually been guarding the prison where ISIS prisoners are, 1,500 of them. The Kurds that are in Turkey are known as the PKK, and that's like a terrorist organization <laughs> in Turkey. So the, the Turks, the, 
the people of Turkey think that the Kurds of northern Syria have been assisting the Kurds of Turkey. So they're coming in, they're like, we're going to kill these Kurds. And people are like, if America leaves, they're going to kill these Kurds. And now it looks like they're going to kill these Kurds. Right? So this is, a, this is a big, big story. This is a major story. Why did Trump leave at this time? And then there's a whole idea of the Kurds in, in Iraq where maybe they could actually have a place because they do have some tremendous historical context to, to, to the region. So there's a, there's a big, massive story here. It's absolutely giant. And people are getting on Trump and how dare you and you let these people to die. All these kinds of things. Except for, no, except for the fact that well, maybe, A, he didn't. There, there's a lot to here, although I can't figure out the timing of Trump's move. I want to be clear. I can't do it. I've tried every which way. I, I, every expert I know, I've read everything I can. I don't understand the timing at all, neither here nor there. ABC just lied about them being under attack. They lied. They didn't know. They didn't know not only for World News Tonight. They didn't know by the time of Good Morning America. That's messed up. Like, that's the... That, when we talk about enemy of the people... That's the kind of stuff we're talking about. The how, how is that not simply and exclusively a way to bag on Trump and attack Trump and vilify Trump in the eyes of all the people who are not going to know that that video isn't real? And, and it also shows uh, media elites in, on the East Coast uh, definitely know what, don't know what Kentucky looks like. <laughs> I mean, my God. Uh, Man, the bubbleheads. I hate, I, I've had it. I've had it with, listen, I know there are people who listen to this podcast from the coast. You know I'm not mad at you. But every time, like if I'm on Fox or I'm doing an interview, so, so uh, you're, you're in the Midwest. Uh, what, what do regular folk think? <laughs> Bite me. Well, regular folk, you mean what do Americans think? Forget what Americans think. What are the bubbleheads thinking? The bubble of D.C., the bubble of New York, the bubble of San Francisco. What are they thinking? And who let these people run the country? Why do they think they run the country? Miserable the way they act and react to things. Well, just thinking that it would be a good idea to have a four and a half hour LGBTQ infomercial on CNN. Uh, Listen, I'm not going to, nobody's for discrimination in any forms associated with this show or anybody that I know of on the right are not for any kind of discrimination. But watching some of the stuff that went on at that CNN LGBTQ infomercial, to me that, I, I wonder to myself, okay, are the Democrats crafting a message that will play in Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. And you know what, Tony? I'm even going to throw in Minnesota at this point. I don't know if it plays in New York. Remember, there's a difference between New York City, the island of Manhattan, the five boroughs, and New York. There's a, there's a massive difference. And so what you're talking about, they had this equality town hall. And two things came out of the equality town hall. There is... There was this woman, transgender woman, let's be clear, who Julian Castro is, is up. The commentator saying now we go to uh, Shay, whatever her name is. Get, and, it, get uh, it, pronounce it correctly because and it's the name was the name was Shia. Yep. And this person's like, my, my name is Shia. You know, mispronouncing a name or misgendering somebody is violence. That's what they say to the CNN host, Julian Castro, who wants to be president of the United States, is up there, and nobody corrects this person. It's not violence to mispronounce your name. My last name is Katz. You know how many times I've been called Kates? Have you ever been punched in the face, Tony? I, I, have, I have not. I've been punched in the face. Let me tell you something. If I have a choice between being punched in the face or you calling me Fingers, I'm going to take you calling me <laughs> Fingers versus being punched in the face. These people are nuts. <sighs> It's so wrong, and nobody corrected this person. Nobody corrected him or her. Nobody corrected. It's not violence to use the wrong pronoun. You can call it rude. You can totally call it rude. You can't call it violence. That's a lie. Mm -hmm. So that was one, and now here's the other part of violence. The violence was Beto O'Rourke. Beto O'Rourke, I I say this clearly. Now, this, I don't, we talk politics here. But it's usually based on the cultural perspective. But I want you to go down the road with me for, some, for, for a moment. Because I want you to follow how I say this. Donald Trump is a more decent man than Beto O'Rourke any day of the week. Now I want to prove it. Beto O'Rourke was asked by Don Lemon, do you favor 
removing the tax-exempt status of churches who refuse to perform same-sex marriages. And without missing a beat, Beto O'Rourke said yes. And the place cheered. There's nothing to cheer in that moment. Now, you could argue, I want my church to perform same-sex marriages. That's fine. What Beto O'Rourke is saying is you will do what we, the state, government, tell you to do. Otherwise, you're not allowed to exist. We remove your tax-exempt status. Next thing you know, we put in people to monitor the situation. These things are not far-fetched. I'm in favor of policies that allow people to live their life without the concept of acceptance. So I don't... The the idea of acceptance is somehow and in some way uh, you have to have um, uh, somebody uh, approve of your life. I don't believe that to be true. You live your life the way you want. As long as you're not hurting other people, you're allowed to do anything you want. So let us take the transgender just for a moment. Which, there's an argument to be made about how much is, is wag the dog here, meaning people think that this is something new and hip and interesting to do. How many people really feel this way? Um, then there are the stories coming out of people who have done this, have gone through with the surgeries, and are like, oh, I don't want to do this. And they, that does happen, but there, it's, people are so aggressive to trying to shut down those people because that's somehow offensive. No one's trying to offend. We're discussing the facts of what's going on. If you are a man and you decide that you're a woman, that's on you. Live your life. If you want to dress a certain way, act a certain way, feel free. The minute you start thinking that your decisions are allowed to impact how I live, that's when it's over and the answer is no. The answer is no. So if you tell me you prefer certain pronouns, I may not prefer those pronouns. I don't have to use any pronoun. I don't have to. You might consider it rude, but I don't have to, and it sure as hell isn't violence if I do. A second example on this is the idea of what happens in schools and in athletics. If you are a 17-year-old male and you decide, or let's go to college, let's make college a little easier on the mind. You're a 20-year-old male and you decide now I'm a woman and you decide you're a female and you ran track as a male, now you're going to run track as a female. The answer has to be no. Because you are now taking your decisions and you're demanding that other people live with them. And those people shouldn't have to live with them. Men are physically stronger than women. By and large, that's the physiology. And it is unfair for men to compete against women in those kinds of events. It is simply unfair. It is unacceptable. And the answer has to be no. And if you, the transgender advocate, say that somehow I'm committing an act of violence, my answer is no. You don't get to play that. You have no moral authority. You want to be accepted. And I don't think you should have to engage any level of acceptance. I don't have to accept you. What I have to do is let you live your life, right? That's what people have to do. But now you want me not only to accept it, you are going to demand certain activities from me. You're going to demand that the church engage in same-sex marriage. You're going to demand that the baker bake the cake. What else? You're going to demand that I use the speech that you approve of. My goodness, that's me giving you a lot of power for decisions you made that I had no say in. So the answer is no. The answer has to be no. And that's why I say that Donald Trump is a better human being and a better person with better policies than Beto O'Rourke. Because Beto O'Rourke favors government being able to silence you. And worse, they, he favors government being able to force you to speech. And it has never happened. This is a Jordan Peterson line, and it's the right line. Jordan Peterson, there's never been a moment in English common law where people have been compelled to speech. There have been things that you can't say, but not things that you must say. And, and I, I mean, I didn't mean to monopolize, man. No, I just, you're fine. I, I need to go through the theory there. But that's, that's the theory. That's why I, anybody who supports Beto O'Rourke, in, in my mind, um, supports a level of violence that is obscene. You can argue all you want about Trump being, oh, I don't like the way he tweets. I don't like he says this. Better human being. Better human being than Beto O'Rourke every day of the week. Well, did you see this ad that's running in the gubernatorial race in Kentucky no. uh, with Andy Bashir and uh, uh, Matt, Bevin. Matt Bevin? There's a group called Campaign for American Principles. It's an independent political action committee. They released a 38-second spot this week targeting a Bashir who is running against Bevin. 
uh, for his position on transgender girls participating in school athletics. Andy Bashir supports legislation that would destroy girls' sports, the narrator says, as a male competitor portraying as a trans, uh, portraying as a trans girl passes a group of female runners and finishes first. The group's spot uses headlines, including a New York Post opinion column titled, Trans Athletes Are Making a Travesty of Women's Sports to Further Its Point. And the ad ends by saying he calls it equality. Maybe, the narrator says, but is it fair? What the hell does that even mean? Vote against Andy Bashir. His He's too extreme for Kentucky. So, you know, his position is that these athletes should be able to per, uh, That's compete Andy as women. Position. That's Andy Bashir's position. The, Terrible the, position. The, the polls have swung eight points in uh, Bevin's favor after this ad was released. Oh, that's a that's a great piece of, of data. Yeah, people are not down for this, man. In a world where kids' sports, high school sports, college sports are so absolutely crucial to people having pro careers or getting into college and stuff like that, you're going to have it denied because someone wants to decide X, Y, and Z, and then they want to decide for other people. That's where it all falls apart. And going back to the argument that you know that Beto O'Rourke brought up, and which got uh, you know massive amounts of applause which a lot of these really extremely left positions are getting these wild rounds of applause in these town halls small but loud groups yes uh isn't this where we all knew we were heading i mean are we going to have have the lawsuits already started against the catholic church if they do not perform same-sex marriages Uh, we all knew this was going you're going to be made to conform one way or another, now they're going to bring the power of the federal government in. You will be na- you will be made to care. Yeah, right. That's what they want. You will be made to care, and they think they're good and they're just. And this is, I mean, we haven't gotten into the NBA. We haven't gotten into the NBA, and we, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna save that. I might save that and just see where some of this goes. But for these NBA players that want to lecture. For these NBA coaches that want to lecture and get into social justice and then, the, and then stay silent about the abuse of Hong Kongers or the Uyghur community or anything else, about just China's oppression in general, that's, that's messed up. That's, that's where it gets ugly. So the idea of you'll be made to care, yes, they actually think that they get to say to you, here's what matters to you, and if you don't do this, you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're this... It's awful. It's always the churches. Uh, they don't mention uh, doing the same things to the synagogues and the mosques. So it was when that happened, it was, of all people, Pete Buttigieg, who comes out and says, I don't think that, uh, I don't think Beto has thought this through, Robert Francis. <laughs> I don't think he's thought it uh, through because, I mean, you're going to now do this to, to the mosques? He literally said those words. Judge knows that the mosques aren't going to buy into this. They're going to fight back brutally. It, they were teaching uh, same-sex uh, ed in uh, UK public schools. And then the Muslim community stood up and said, we don't want this. And you know what the UK public school said? Okay, we won't do it. Because the Muslims scare the living daylights out of people. Right? Mm-hmm. Scare the living daylights out of people. They're not afraid to organize. They ain't afraid to fight. They're not afraid to lose their minds. So, so yes, uh, Of course he's got a problem, but it's the same way that Beto O'Rourke thinks that he can come and and take all the guns from from all the people, right? He never has a moment where, because he feels it, it must happen. He doesn't believe in the rights of the people. He has no interest in the rights of the people. And way too many people on the political left in this presidential scheme don't care about the rights of the people at all. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Now, there's a moment maybe where rights should be challenged. This is a story of a guy in an airplane. This is interesting. Guy is getting on a United flight. United Airlines flight. And there is somebody wearing a t-shirt on the plane. And the t-shirt says, and I'm quoting here, it says on it, uh, rope, tree, journalist, some assembly required. Rope, tree, journalist, some assembly required. So this is, of course, 
this is this is a uh, a lynching joke, which, for the record, never funny. Right. So there is a journalist on the plane, and they're like, "I'm not getting on this plane." Goes to the flight attendant, and she's like, "Well, what do you want me to do?" And he's like, uh, "That guy's threatening to kill." Me, I'm a journalist. I don't want him on the plane. And he's like, United Airlines should do the right thing. She goes to talk to the captain. Security pulls this guy, not the guy with the shirt, the guy complaining, off the plane. They talk to a security official. And they're like, listen, we can't do anything about it. It's just an offensive shirt. And the guy's like, it's not offensive. It's threatening. So they offered to put him on a a, a different uh, flight. Didn't say anything to the guy with the shirt. Now... I'm in favor of free speech. That shirt is a dumb shirt. Yes. It go, it's just in line with the video. We don't know who made that. It's a dumb shirt. If you, if you don't like the media, that's fine. If you're wearing a shirt that says rope tree journalist, some assembly required, you're a jerk. You, there, is no, there is nothing you could replace journalist with and make that okay. Right? You can't do it. But you also, don't you think it's a little bit of an overreaction? Like, if I'm getting on a plane and uh, there's a guy wearing a shirt that says, uh, I break for Antifa. Antifa. Antifa? Antifa? Well, I would tell you Antifa? that you shouldn't bother. Antifa. Antifa? Antifa? Antifa. Antifa. You just, you look at it, you shake your head, maybe publicly shame him on social media for wearing a stupid shirt. But to try to get him thrown off the plane, I wouldn't do that. It would just be like, well, I'm going to get on the plane. I'm going to land and, and go about my day. It's an interesting question. If somebody was wearing an Antifa shirt, would you want them on your plane? No, they're violent people, right? They're violent people, but I don't think I could get them thrown off a plane for doing it. Right? But I would still say the same thing. Man, that's a dopey shirt. Yeah. That's a dopey shirt that you shouldn't be wearing. And the question, I mean... It, no, the airline, I mean, because the airline's done this before. Like, airlines have told people, no, you have to change. No, you can't wear this. No, you're not, wear- you're not wearing enough clothing. Now, I will say to the people who come onto a plane in, like, their yoga gear, you're the worst people in the world. That depends on how they look. Uh, you're, it's good to know that you're so, you're so shallow. I don't want you in sleeveless shirts. I don't want you in yoga pants. Uh, you dress for the plane. Oh, come on. What is this, 1950? Should I wear, I wear a suit? I do. Ugh. On every plane ride, I wear a jacket or a suit. No, the only Damn thing straight that, I do. The only thing that drives me nuts are the people that decide that it's okay for their bare feet to be all over the plane. That's just absolutely gross. But someone wearing yoga pants? I man? don't want someone sleeveless next to me. I don't want your armpit anything near me. <laughs> I'm not interested in that in my life. No, it's wrong. It's just wrong, man. You got And now, yes, you should wear a suit. And, and, if, and if you're going to theater, like if you're going to see a show, wear something nice. People show up. Uh, hey, how much, of a, how much of a slovenly bastard can I look? I, I, why are you? Why is this okay by you? Are you that person, Fingers? Slovenly bastard is actually my wardrobe line I'm coming out with next year. Also, look, uh, look for it at Kmart. Uh, it's but, also his grinder <laughs> account. <laughs> but... Uh, Look, what difference does it make if it's yoga pants or khakis? Okay, I, I get what you're saying about the sleeveless stuff. You don't want someone's armpit right next to you while I you're really trying don't. to eat your honey roasted peanuts. Nobody wants that. They don't even do honey roasted peanuts anymore. Ugh. What kind of age are we living in? Savagery. <laughs> All right, so let me light up. Let me light up right here. Let's get into the smoke of Eat, Drink, Smoke. Find it on iTunes, by the way. You can also find it uh, Google Play. Apple Podcasts. Oh, that's right. It is Apple Podcasts now. I forget. They changed everything. Yeah. It's Apple Podcasts now. You'll still find it there. Eat, drink, smoke. Write a review. Leave a five-star review is what you want to do. It's going great because of you. Great sponsors, Backbone Bourbon. Fanimation.com. Ceiling fans for every room in your home. At Blend Bar Cigar, all the ceiling fans are Fanimation fans. They can move the air in here. They can move the air in your house. I'm actually on the website. Fanimation.com. Everything's there. How do you want to customize it? How do you want to do the fans, the blades, the controls, the lighting, all the accessories, all the looks? They've got everything, and you get to make what you want. So nobody's going to have your ceiling fan, indoor or outdoor, LED lighting, whatever it is that you need. I'm on blades right now. If I click on blades, it just goes on forever. All the options, the styles, the opera. Oh, yeah, there. And, and it's still, oh, one, two, three. How many pages are there? 
Like, pick your pick your look at Fanimation.com. Absolutely incredible how they create these fans, how they build them. Whisper quiet so you never have to worry about hearing the noise upstairs, hearing the noise downstairs. You don't have to worry about it competing with the TV in the family room or in the, in the living room. You just feel comfortable. You feel great. Fanimation. Fanimation.com. Fantastic sponsors of the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast, which you need to be subscribing to on iTunes. Uh, I'm, I'm smoking fingers. This is a weird, weird cigar. It's called the Shark. This is the Arturo Fuente Añejo Shark. Now, what makes this odd is that it is a pyramid, so it ends in a torpedo, but it's also a box press. It's very odd to have uh, the, the, the two. This is a 5.8 by 54. Now, what's weird is because it's a pyramid, it won't feel that way in the mouthfeel. Go ahead, fingers. <laughs> so, since it's tapering down, it will intensify the draw because it's tapering uh, down. Uh, so, this is a Connecticut broadleaf Maduro, uh, which has been aged for over five years in cognac barrels. Interesting. And the binder and filler, listen, I've been looking. <laughs> All my reviews say secret. Secret. This could be $35 a cigar. This is a full medium meant to test you. I'm going to say that again. From the shape to how it is built, it is meant to test you. Now, everybody here at Blend, Blend Bar Cigar, where we, uh, we often do uh, the podcast, Indianapolis, and they're in Nashville, they're in Pittsburgh, and they are in Houston. They're like, don't ash. Like, what do you mean? Now, I will, not, I will admit, I don't ash often, right? So ashing is when you knock the ashes off the end of the cigar. The cigar is so well built, so well constructed, that you should be able to get a full cigar of ash. So we're going to try it. We're, I have no idea if it's going to work at all. But we are going uh, to, to try this and see uh, how, how it works and how it comes together. It's a pretty cigar. The shape is awkward. And it kind of throws. Like somehow it, it, it's like you, you tried to have a baby and only half of it came out. <laughs> like it's missing its other half. Uh, that's that's uh, how uh, it, it looks. Still, you break it up into the thirds. First third, second third, and final uh, third. Um, there's, there's definitely some, some wood that you're going to get uh, uh, from this. I thought from, from the first, it's a much stronger, more intense uh, cigar. It has a much more of a tobacco feel than I was, going, than I was uh, r- ready for. You, um, I'm making a lot of pepper on it, though. Are you? No. No, no. Not none. Hmm. Sorry, just making sure I was talking. I gotta make the, I'm keeping it, keeping it lit. Um, a touch of buttery. As we get to the second, that's when it should really open up. Um, we'll get into actually some oaks. And does the wrapper being done in a cognac barrel, will we start getting some of those dark fruits and some of that kind of flavor off the thing? Right now, I just have intensity. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not complaining about it. It's actually a really nice intensity. Uh, sometimes you'll get that initial hit of cigar. It just, it's just, it's off to you. No, this is this is some lovely tobacco uh, that that that's that's happening here. This is a, a a nice, good. If you like cigars, there's a good cigar flavor going on. It's kind of the best way I would describe it. I've never had it before. This is a first for me. I like a box press. I like the way it feels in my hand. This is awkward as the day is long. I've not found a comfortable spot for it yet. Well, what I like about this, you know, you mentioned that, you know, you like a box press. One of my favorite cigars that we've done here on Eat, Drink, Smoke is the uh, Nat Sherman box press Timeless. Right. Uh, but what was awkward about a box press is taking a draw off the cigar because of how it feels in your mouth. Does it feel the same way here because it's a pyramid? No, it doesn't. It, it feels much more natural, even though it's, it's so much smaller. I'm wondering if I should cut this a little bit more because what I'm getting is a chisel feel. So the chisel is done by La Flor Dominicana. Uh, I really like La Flor cigars. La Flor Dominicana cigars. I think they do great work. I'm a huge fan of the Airbender. Uh, the Double Aguero is terrific. I hate the chisel with an absolute passion. It's just, it's not comfortable. Right now, I'm feeling discomfort because uh, we did the cut to give me as much cigar as possible. I think I want to open up a little bit more on this. So we're going to see... And by the way, recutting the cap, right? Recutting the, the end that you're smoking out of, totally fine. I know some people will be like, oh, don't do that. You do what you want. 
Sure, cigar. 35 bucks on a cigar. I better be able to enjoy it and get the proper draw that works for how I smoke, not for how somebody else smokes. What if you put it in a cigar holder? If I put it in a cigar holder, like a cigarillo? Yeah. What, I, was an, I'm a, I'm a, give it a I'm wood a, tip. I'm a, I'm a lady from the 30s. <laughs> that is not it. They do sell. It's basically a giant hat pin is, is the way it is. And so when you get your cigar down to like that final third, right? Yeah. You can put this through it and then still smoke it. Oh, it's nice. like you got a roach. Yeah. It's basically <laughs> what it is. And people use them. I'm like, I just I just can't care that too, much. A little too dainty for you? It's, it's uh, do I really need the very, 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 very last part of the cigar? I don't. I don't need the very, very well, last part. What if part. you spent $110 on that cigar? I need the very, very last part. It's true. <laughs> that is true. That is absolutely possible. You're, you, are, you are not wrong. Not wrong. Uh, wrong is Representative Ocasio-Cortez. This story. Now, I put forth to you two things about this. Because it's not a story about Representative Ocasio-Cortez. It's not a story about her. It's a story about the people who are desperate for you to believe their version of climate change which changes every six months. It seems that there's a different version of climate change all the time. She went to an event in Denmark. Climate change, uh, the C40 World Mayor's Summit. And what does she say? I speak to you not as an elected official or a public figure, but I, you're going to have to put some music behind this in post. <laughs> but I speak to you as a human being a woman whose dreams of motherhood now taste bittersweet because of what I know about our children's future. And she was choking back tears. And I'm like, that's the best Greta Thunberg impression ever. <laughs> that's the 16-year-old that's the girl who went to the UN and was like, how dare you? It's not a bad Thunberg impression. No. I'm not mad at that girl, by the way. I'm mad at her parents. I'm mad at the adults who use that child. They use her. To move an agenda. They did this back in 1992 with another girl lecturing to the UN. They use these people and it's ugly. Um, and then she went on, did Ocasio-Cortez, to say that Hurricane Maria, which hit uh, Puerto Rico, was because of climate change and that Puerto Ricans died because they lived under colonial rule. I quote, I speak to you as a daughter and descendant of colonized people who've already begun to suffer. Just two years ago, one of the deadliest disasters in the United States hit in the form of Hurricane Maria. The climate change-powered storm killed over 3,000 Puerto Ricans, American citizens. My own grandfather died in the aftermath, which I did not know. That's awful, if, if so. All because they were living under colonial rule, which contributed to their dire conditions and lack of recovery. That is so damn obscene. First, the situation in Puerto Rico is, is thus... $75 billion in debt. They could not build a power grid that was worth a damn. There was absolutely mass and rampant corruption going on on the island. And the island was built improperly. So desperate to have people by the beaches, they never noticed that the highlands were the places that could actually handle a storm. And the highlands actually did. It is all the low-lying areas that did get obliterated because Hurricane Maria was the real deal. And in 1992 was Hurricane Andrew. Ask the people of Miami. If they remember Hurricane Andrew, and they will shake. Of course they remember Hurricane Andrew. There's still people recovering from Hurricane Andrew. The devastation, the dollars, it was insane. What happened? That was 1992. This was 2018. Hurricanes happen. I'm not denying that people died, but it was because of climate change and having to do with colonialism. This is the kind of ugly going on. I mean, this isn't, this isn't an argument for how we should do this or do that. This is, this is the rantings of a child who has these thoughts and decides, why bother? Just put them to paper. Just say them. What, what's somebody going to do? Tell me I'm wrong. Those racists. Those women haters. It's so easy to be a leftist in 2019. I, you, you get a focus group together and come up with all these. I, do we even hear about climate injustice was that a thing five years ago? I'd never heard of that before. I don't remember. Uh, environmental racism. Mm. I mean, the, the kind of stuff that, that these buzzwords that they, politicians on the left who are uh, 
all about the Green New Deal are throwing into speeches just to get applause lines. And it just sounds like verbal diarrhea and word salad. Just, just something that will get a positive, warm feeling response from the crowd who want this massive government takeover of the economy. I, it's stunning. But to it's, me. it's that you would bring up colonialism. That's not about the Green New Deal. That's about an attack on America. Why is this member of Congress so desperate to do that? How does that help your story? How does that move anybody to action? And I think the, the bigger question should always be, why is the action always so absolutely, positively hyper-aggressive? And I'm also tired of hearing members of Congress, United States senators who are running for president of the United States acting like victims. You're part of the elite now. Stop it. Have we done the Elizabeth Warren story? I don't think so. The Elizabeth Warren story. You know, she lied about being Native American. And she lied about being Native American for financial uh, opportunity and social opportunity. That She lied. She is a liar. Period. We did talk about this, Tony. We talked about the, the, the baby? Preg- the pregnancy. We did? Yes. Dude, she's doubling down. She lied about being fired from a teaching job for being pregnant when she's on the record saying, I didn't want to go back. They offered her a contract. I didn't want to go back. She is a... She's a... Yes, to your point. They all need to have some level of victimhood so they could show how, you know, they use the expression woke, but how absolutely positively uh, connected they are to the people and how you should feel, I don't know, pity for them. Victimhood credits. It's a lot like carbon credits. (laughs) We're going to start selling those? (laughs) Yeah, can we? Scam pack is going to start selling (laughs) those? That's right. But if you remember, I didn't know about they offered her a contract, but her quote, at least in more than one campaign appearance, was... The principal did what principals did back then. Right. And they let me go. Not one principal, not one specific principal, but she just took all principals from, uh, from that time period. Was that 60s, the 70s? Yeah, something like that. And just set them on fire. She didn't care who she threw under the bus. She didn't care who she burned. It doesn't matter. Why? How do you get to be so absolutely craven and so just flip and glib with, with, with the truth and with facts and, and with all of it? It doesn't matter because everybody will just buy up everything. The desperation to make America this awful place. America's not an awful place, but man, they seem desperate to make you think it. And, and the desperation for political power to not only lie about the country that you want to represent and, and govern over, but to to lie about extremely, in my mind, personal stories. I mean, this should be a, a story in um, the AOC's uh, situation where the, don't should, call her AOC. <laughs> you hate that. Don't I you? hate it so much. Uh, where her story should really be celebrated. The idea, it, the idea that she could pull off that massive upset and become a congressman just proves how oppressed she is. Exactly. Uh, Ilhan Omar is so oppressed that she came to this country as a Somali refugee. We let her in, got her an education. She became a state uh, representative or state senator. Is now a member of Congress. So brutally oppressed. Oh, my gosh. It's the American dream if you dream about political power. But still, it's, it's, you came to America. You made something of yourself. Yes. It should be celebrated. And instead, I got to hear about how crummy the country is every third word. Out Those two miles. should both be great American success stories. I mean, uh, w- w- especially with Cortez. I mean, she went up against a guy named Joe Crowley, who was a 10-term congressman. He was the number four guy in the House. It's a political machine. It's unbelievable what she was able to accomplish. And that's supposed to be how we do it. You're supposed to be able to say, I want to do this. I think I could do it better and run. And no one can stop you. No one can get in your way. And all she has done is posture and lie. And don't get me wrong. People said stupid things about her. You know, this thing with her haircut. Yeah. So the haircut story is is that she spent $340, I think it was, on a haircut. She, uh, she got some, some, uh, some lowlights, which I guess is like the opposite of highlights. It's what you do to kind of tone down your hair. That's so- someone explained to me. I said, okay, thank you very much. That was it. She left a $50 tip, $340. And people are getting on her. Oh, sure, the socialist spending $340. I don't think that's the story. The story is, why'd she do it in D.C.? 
You you were from the 13th district of New York. I think it's the 13th or the 14th. Why didn't you do it there? Don't you're the person who kept Amazon out and kept these people from getting jobs. Wouldn't the salon uh, owners in New York in that area love to have had all those people working at Amazon who've got the income to come in and get their hair done? And wouldn't those people have loved it if their representative chose them to get their hair done? Wouldn't the hairdresser have loved the $50 tip? Wouldn't have they taken a picture and put it up and said, Representative Ocasio-Cortez gets her hair done here? Wouldn't that have been a great opportunity? You got it done in D.C.? Is anybody going to notice how messed up that is from a PR standpoint? Why aren't you supporting your district? I understand why people on the right have this knee-jerk reaction to want to criticize a limousine socialist. I, I get that that's the... Re- is, the that, in- is that limousine liberal for a new generation? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but, no, you're right. You think that would have that haircut would have cost what it cost in uh, D.C.? It would have cost that in Queens? Would it have been a $340 haircut in Queens? Wait, We're not talking Manhattan. Maybe yes, maybe no, but I don't, I don't care about the cost. Wouldn't it, she have been better off doing it in her district? You think? Wouldn't it have been a better story? Wouldn't it have had more impact? It's D.C., man. It's capital city like the Hunger Games. The amount of money in D.C. You and I both go often. How big is this city and how much is, that, how much is it growing? Right? It's Every- obscene. You, you would never know. You know, we were traveling to D.C. quite a bit. I, I know you were as well when you were part of the movement, uh, the Tea Party movement. You're going in 2009, 2010, where, the, you know, the country was still trying to get out of a recession. You would never know walking around Old Town Alexandria that there was a recession going on. You wouldn't know in suburban D.C. that people are hurting in the rest of the country. By the way, I just want you to know, I took a quarter inch, a quarter inch off of the cap end. Mm-hmm. Of my cigar, and now the draw is perfect. I was in. I was struggling before. This is what I'm telling you guys. Don't be afraid to recut it. Have a good cutter. You don't have to spend money on a lighter. Although, do not use a bic with a cigar. Don't do it. Don't use anything like that. You want to use a torch, or you want to get matches and some cedar, and do that. I like a torch lighter myself. It doesn't matter if it's a single or or a two or a three. One of my favorite lighters is a three that I got for like fifteen bucks. I have expensive lighters that don't work as well. The cutter um, is more important than the lighter, isn't it? I mean, I've got a good cutter. So. Its nickname is Mick. Is that, is that That's a Rocky reference? Oh, is that it? Cut me, Mick. <laughs> Cut good. me. Thank you. I'll be Look here all you. week. Try the fish. Look at you. Yes, I think it's cutter more important because you want it to go clean. Last thing you want to do is mess up the end where you're gonna you're gonna smoke from. Um, but now it's perfect. And I'm enjoying it. It's I'm, very good. The cigar is not for faint. Don't you not for the faint of heart. This is not a hey. Let's start with the cigar. We're just going to get into cigar smoking. Don't do it. Don't, yeah, when I cut it, I, I lost some of the ash, but I think it's holding pretty well. Yes, and the ash is a nice white uh, to it in in most spots. So I like that. Flavor wise, I'm I'm really and truly there. Uh, I don't. I'm going to say leather, but I don't think I'm right. I don't think that I'm 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 right uh, uh, about that, but there is a a, a, a sweetness going on, um, Cream, a creamy sweetness. It, it's it's very just really smooth and enjoyable, but it's big. It's it's a big big taste, but it's difficult to describe exactly what the taste is. I'm I'm, I'm struggling. But I'm with to you on smooth. With. It's not like it doesn't hit you harsh. No, but it is big, and I think that if you're if you have any practice in cigars worth a shot now worth 35 bucks um you know what i think so oddly enough for the experience maybe for something different you know yeah the 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 look of the cigar a nice change of pace we've smoked cigars at a lower price point that maybe are a little bit more enjoyable but for a change of pace it look some people like to spend much more on a celebration cigar. Um, I think this is a cool celebration cigar. You, hey, you find out your buddy got in, engaged or whatever. You, you bring out, you, you bust these out. I mean, but some people. I, I, I would disagree. Okay, why I is would that? never do this as a celebration cigar because I think the cigar is too strong. This is a cigar for when you're going to see a friend and you know they're a cigar smoker. Like, hey, let's try this. And you're on the deck and you've got three hours to okay, hang. Okay, that makes sense. Right? I would never do it at. You, As a celebration, I could cigar. see where someone who's not a cigar smoker would be a third in, and they would put right. it out. And I don't, I don't see this as like a wedding cigar. 
you know, for, for the groomsmen or for or the fathers of the bride or, or, or whomever else. No. This is for, for a friend you know likes cigars and you're like, hey, check this out. Yeah. Right? You're going to try a bourbon or two or you're not even going to worry about that. You're just hanging out and you've got the time. Oddly enough. This is pairing well with the Weller, by the way. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Dude, my stomach is finally feeling better. There's no way I could have. Well, it's now, a cigar. The cigar is medicinal. It is. It is. It is. It's my chicken soup. <laughs> um, it's, it's like how grandma used to make it. Uh, so this is a 5 by 8 by 54 So 54 is the ring gauge, right? How thick it is around. Tee-hee. And the 5.8 refers to how long it is. Tee-hee. Why do you do that? <laughs> um, it does, it's, it's shorter than a 5.8. It really and truly is. It really feels like it, it just feels that way. But right now, it's smoking slow and easy. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. When you have a, a torpedo cap like this, it does kind of negate the, a lot of the last third of the cigar unless you get that little right. cigar you your hat pin. Yeah, your little hat pin. Grandma's hat pin. So you're probably going to quit on this sooner than you would a, a typical cigar. You might. You absolutely positively might. But, I'm, yeah, it's big, but it's good. It is big, but good. And, of course, being October, I'm starting to throw in Halloween stories. Oh, I thought you were going to throw pumpkin spice at me again like you did the other day on, on Twitter. What is your pro? I mean, this is this is like really become a, a thing for you. You're hate. I was in a, a supermarket and there was a table of all things pumpkin spice. It was pumpkin spice Twinkies, which I was going to bring. I was going to do that for the eat. Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm glad because my stomach could not have handled it. And it was pumpkin spice Pop-Tarts, which sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and you're like, pumpkin spice is the devil. What did it ever do to you? Well, I'll tell you what it did to me. You basic white girls out there who <laughs> brought the scourge on all of us here in the United States. It's this. You like your pumpkin spice coffee. Okay, fine. If you want to go to Starbucks and spend $6 on a pumpkin spice coffee, knock yourself out. But then when it started to bleed into alcohol, that's where I have a problem. That, that, when you start trampling into my life and you start seeing pumpkin spice whiskey drinks and pumpkin spice Twinkies. You all right Pum- there? Oh, I, Did you just burp I, or throw up? I, I wanted to throw up thinking about the pumpkin spice Twinkie. There's only one flavored Twinkie, Tony, and it's Twinkie flavored Twinkie. There's only one flavored whiskey, and it's whiskey flavored whiskey. Pumpkin spice. That table you sent up, there were there were pumpkin spice Pop-Tarts, pumpkin spice Twinkies, pumpkin spice Susie Q's, uh, pumpkin spice uh, n- nut bread. Uh, pump- it was like 20 different pumpkin spice products. What is it about people that are so obsessed with pumpkin spice that pumpkin spice has to be infused in everything they consume in October? It's fun. Ugh. You know, I've I've gone back and forth on this on this podcast, and what I've just determined is it's fun. I, I you know I can't get myself I can't get myself worked up about pumpkin it. spice wh- whiskey. Would you drink a pumpkin spice whiskey? No, it doesn't appeal to me at all. But I'm not going to be opposed to the people making it. I feel the same way now about bacon. And I'm happy that possibly the entirety of bacon everything is now over. Ugh. Right? Yeah. Bacon's delicious. Yep. It's the only thing Jews ever got wrong is, is bacon. <laughs> um, but I don't need people yelling and screaming about the joy of bacon. It's good. I want to eat it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm moving on. I'm cool. I just don't want to. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I've just gotten like I, I have no time for this. I have no time for people's insanity. Like this whole thing you're doing about pumpkin. Honestly, Get laid, because you can't be this angry about pumpkin. Well, I can't get laid if I'm well if, if I'm attracted to basic white women. Because if I keep slamming pumpkin spice, then no one will. <laughs> no one. You. So you're not involuntarily celibate. The, you're pumpkin <laughs> celibate. There's a joke that a friend of mine uses, but I, I I'll, I'll clean it up. Okay. Uh, she says in those situations where her husband ticks her off, uh, the vagina store is closed. <laughs> you are not getting any. That's not even funny. Well, it, she uses a that's, different, that's, different way. <laughs> she says nope, different still, word. Still not funny. Still, I, still not funny. Well, especially for him, it's not funny. I know. Listen, I, I think I, I, I think you got to remind people. Listen, I'll, I, I'm still going to get laid. It might not be with you. <laughs> I think I, I you that's would, you would make a fantastic marriage counselor. Oh, <laughs> oh, let me tell you, it would work. It would work. So far, so good. <laughs> Knock on whatever you want, right there. Uh. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on, oh, that's right, Apple Podcasts, not iTunes. Mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitch. We're on Google Play. But it's five-star review, write a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, check out uh, 
the cigar, the Arturo Fuente, Añejo, the Shark, and uh, did you finish the? Oh, you're almost done. It's with, very good with the Weller Antique, the original 107 weeded bourbon, 107 proof is what you got. I'm right adding there. it to the liquor cabinet. Are you? Yes. Wow. I'm digging it. Lots. I always, I always, you know how I like the uh, the whiskeys, the, the 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 you know the the rise, anything that's over 100 proof. I always like to gravitate to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this right here, especially on the cube, is fantastic. Get it for yourself if you choose, and don't forget our fantastic sponsors: Backbone Bourbon. Bourbon, gin, and of course the rye, which I absolutely positively love. BackboneBourbon.com and Fanimation. Fanimation.com, your ceiling fan people. Blend Bar Cigar, always appreciate them. Right here in Indianapolis or Nashville or Houston or in Pittsburgh, BlendBarCigar.com. Find Fingers Malloy, FingersMalloy.com for all things Fingers Malloy. All the time. Find me on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Go to TonyKatz.com, Twitter, and Instagram. Tony Katz as well. Go subscribe. Do it right now. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. <laughs>